Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one. Hey, and we are back. And Julie and I have a lot of interesting stories to share with all of you today that are going to show that I think the, uh, uh, the what would it be, Julie? The neuroses or the neuroticism that our world is currently experiencing with the dichotomy of news headlines. Yes, the collective weirdness of 2020. But before we get started, I want to share with you guys something. Um, I mentioned this yesterday at the end of the podcast, and I did it. I followed through. So listeners, I did my own. I kept my word, and I did my own homework. So I'm going to suggest all this to you because the experience I had from doing this was, as expected, it was really wonderful. So this is something cost you no money, and all of you should be doing. Um, so I... Uh, showed overt gratitude to 20 people yesterday. And, you know, I'm sure some of you are some of those 20 people. And I sent little emails or messages in Facebook or whatever, just simple one-liners, those types of things, telling people how much I appreciate them and telling them if they ever feel underappreciated from our lack of gratitude that it, I apologize, stuff of that nature. And I was obviously being sincere. And the response back was, in some cases, it was just, you know, a turt response, like, sure, same way, bro, <laughs> you know that. And others were people people that um, they're based on the responses, I can tell that they had really needed a uh, show of gratitude from somebody. They were so appreciative of it, almost to the point where it was a little bit too appreciative, um, which then spawned me, you know, sending another follow-up email, just checking in with them, making sure they're in good shape, which they all were. But my point is, is in a time like this, where we're going through all this sort of radical, a deformation, a new formation of ideas, of business practices, of mindsets, of finances, of just every aspect of our lives seems to be, you know, this is, let's just say this um, time of pause, this time of uh, real interesting changes is creating a lot of stress that people have never experienced before. I think everyone can agree to that. Whether you're in the cities where there's, you know, social unrest happening, or whether you're directly affected by any of this, or whether you're just watching it from afar, almost observing all this going on, wherever you are in the world, however you're positioning yourself for all this sort of deformation of things, um, yeah, it's going to affect you different ways. But it is affecting all of us in a very, you know, deeply emotional way because nobody likes the sense of uncertainty what's coming next. And the thing that everyone has to remember is that we're all experiencing this together. By this, I mean a whole litany of things. Isn't 2020 working out to be one of the most quote unquote interesting years ever, you know, mm. right? So I just want to give all of you the suggestion that you should overtly be showing, look, it doesn't have to be 20. Maybe it's just five. Maybe it's one. It doesn't matter. But overtly show appreciation. Don't just put a stupid Facebook post up on your Facebook. Direct message people. Text people. Call people. Make an actual attempt at making other people feel good and secure and that everything's going to be okay and you're going to find that it's cathartic you're going to feel the same way and they're going to pay it back and then what uh, i end i ended every single little message by suggesting that they do the same for at least 20 people that they know and so obviously this could compound into thousands if not hundreds of thousands of people so i strongly suggest all of you do that that's what leaders do and especially in a time like this 
Couldn't agree with you more. And for those of you guys that are comfortable doing little mini videos, you know, you could take an hour and crank out 20 one or two minute videos and you know people are going to open them and they're going to be so grateful for that. Uh, people are freaking out about various things. You know, I, I've had a couple of stories from coaching clients where um, these were assistants that just couldn't take it anymore, had been probably glued to CNN or what have you, and uh, just decided to move out in the country. That was it. They're <laughs> out of here, done, and they're going to try and work remotely, but we'll see how all that goes. So people are on edge. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty obvious at this point. Well, so here's the fun part. We have so many amazing headlines good headlines and amazingly bizarre headlines yes. that we found um, from our various news outlet sources um, that I'm excited to get to the first ones with regards to how strong the housing market is coming back. Now, I want to start out by suggesting to all of you, listen to our past podcasts, especially going back to the beginning of March when all this you know pandemic fun started. Uh, pretty much everything that's rolled out almost you know to the week uh, has been what Julie and I were expecting and predicting and warning all of you guys would happen next. And I think that we're pretty spot on with our, um, what would you call Pre it, Julie? Predictions. Our or crystal ball. It's, it's predilections. still. Predilections. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and some of you guys are saying, well, how did you guys know there would be social unrest? How did you guys know that these things were, you know, going to be happening? And the answer is, is because Julie and I are history buffs. And all we had to do is just spend a little bit of time researching things that were similar that had happened over the past forever, the Spanish flu and go, even going back to the Middle Ages and just researching. And inevitably, there always are social unrest episodes and protests, and that's just part of the cycle, it would yeah. seem. So when it comes to all these riots that are happening all over the country, my strongest suggestion to all of you is do not get involved at all. Don't get involved. Not uh, even on Facebook. Not even on Facebook. Don't side with one side or the other. Do not allow yourself to be sucked in. Don't uh, respond. Don't throw down with one side. Don't say I'm pro this, anti that. Don't do it. Because ultimately, that is going to be a rabbit hole that you don't know where it goes. And yeah. you're going to lose control of essentially where your, your thinking and your best intentions could be. Right now, just stay small. That's what we're suggesting to everyone. Stay small in, in the sense that just focus on the three things that you can control. Your environment, which means literally your home, right? Your environment, the cleanliness, the organization of it. Are you making your bed every day? Are you keeping your, you know, as Julie said yesterday, it's a military term, but are you keeping your own three-foot world clear and clean? Are you actually paying attention? For many of you, you'll find that just doing that, you're going to feel a thousand times better. Number two, you can control your physicality. So you can control your environment, your finances, and your and your body, right? Those are the three things. You can control what you consume. You can control what you, can ex what you exercise. You can control that. You can't control whether or not there's riots in Minnesota, okay? Great. You can't control whether or not there's horrible things happening over in Italy. You can't control that. So don't think about it because you can't do anything about it. And by thinking about it, you're actually distracting yourself and taking yourself away from the three things you can control. And the third one, of course, is finances. So if you're so busy worrying about things that you can't have any control over, how are you going to have any time, let alone energy and motivation, to put yourself in a position to finally learn how you do, to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level in your real estate business. You won't. And so here's an interesting thought when you're trying to basically be, be introspective about the information you're consuming. I, and we mention this frequently because it is a great way of being your own canary in your own coal mine, which if you guys don't know what that means, just Google it. 
But here's the gist of it. How does, when you're reading something or listening to something or consuming it, how does it make you feel? When you read an article um, that makes you feel uh, scared and small and uh, defenseless and that you just don't want to do anything. I mean, have you noticed that? When you read a fear-based article, it does not cause you to want to then all of a sudden go out and do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. You're not going to say, for example, after hearing about the riots and whatnot, there's going to be no motivation within you to say, I'm going to learn how to you know, maybe chase expireds or for sale by owners or call a center of influence and pass client. You're not going to want to do any of that work. So psychologically, just consuming that content poisons your brain and poisons your future of what you could otherwise create. Do you guys get it? And here's the reason why ultimately the richest people or the, the greatest wealth in the history of humanity has always been created during a time like this is because the people that were creating their own greatest wealth were knowing, were knowledgeable of the fact that they had to isolate themselves from all the horribleness that was going on out there because they would most likely be mentally and emotionally consumed by it, thus distracting them from what their higher purpose was. Julie, does this make sense? Yeah, it absolutely does. I mean, you have to be in control of the things you can control and let the rest go. And that that goes down to you can't control what your, you know, your buyers, your sellers, your friends, your database, what they think about what's going on in the world, but you can control finding them the right house, getting their house sold. That's what you can control. That is why you have one of the greatest gifts you possibly can possess, and that's called your real estate license. So let's start with mortgage demand from home buyers jumps 18% as interest rates set another record low. Uh, applications to purchase a home rose 5% for the week and were a stunning 18% higher than a year ago, according to Mortgage Bankers Association. As the outbreak was surging six weeks ago, applications by home buyers back then were down 35% annually. So things are definitely bouncing back on the mortgage front. And the average rate for a 30-year fixed is uh, still at a record low, 3.37% on average. So one of the, the uh, things that I have been enjoying seeing, you know, agents always get frustrated. Buyers want to look at something before they have a loan. Well, now that we have these outrageously low rates, the buyers are coming to them more qualified. They're further down the pipe because they're trying to lock in those rates. So that's great. And keep in mind, some of them come with listings. So when you get buyer calls, don't forget the script. Which home in the neighborhood do you plan on selling? So that's all good news. Uh, and, you know, tracking the mortgages is a good bellwether of what uh, the general outlook is. You told me something this yeah. morning that I was really glad to hear that the, uh, and just simplify the news article, but the gist of it was there's some of the overlays, the mortgage oh, yes. companies. So talk about that. Yes. I wasn't able to send you that one because it was a funky format, but sure. I did read, this was on one of the mortgage sites that they do expect, I think this is great news. Hopefully it comes to fruition quickly. We expect what's called uh, lending overlays to start to melt away. A lending overlay is simply um, what individual lenders, their rules are on top of the normal rules. So we all know that a 720 credit score and 20% down, a decent job and a decent down payment should get you a, a really good rate. Okay, that's standard issue. But there's these lender overlays that go on top of that where they might say, well, you know what? We also, because we, you know, you're in real estate and we consider maybe you're a little bit high risk. So even though all these things are true, you're going to have to supply more paperwork for us. You're going to have to give us a profit and loss right up until the day of closing. And then we also want 25% down, not 20% down. Why? Because we say so. We have lender overlays in our own rules. And if you want to get a loan from ABC Mortgage, you're going to have to comply. And they're not consistent across the board, so you and they don't really disclose them until you're in the process. But the article I read this morning is that a lot of that um, hyper underwriting is what I call it uh, should 
start to melt away as we pull out of this thing. So we'll wait and see. Uh, let's see. What else? Where do you want to go next? We have such a variety of things to talk about. Well, we have some wacky things. Let's hold off on the wacky yeah. things. So what other interesting things are happening in the real estate markets? We're continuously hearing that the uh, supply, obviously here this morning, yeah, listings are so low. You list it, you price it right, and even lightly stage it, it should sell. And if it doesn't, then you're almost definitely overpriced. And this goes back to what Julie and I, uh, you know, have been, I keep on saying what we've been telling you guys, but we have been telling you this forever. The power in a market like this, in every market, but especially one like this, is on the listing agent. Because if you're a buyer's agent and that's your essentially your way of, you know, that's it. 90% of your business is buyers. You bought buyer leads. You're great working with buyers, all the rest of it. And let's be honest, working with buyers is a social skill. Working with sellers is a, you know, a real skill. So it's physical labor versus mental labor, in essence, as Julie said in her um, best-selling book on Amazon and Barnes & Noble called Harris Rules. So... When you are working with sellers, you have to know what to say, how to say it, overcome objections, deal with the normal you know, sales type objections they have about your commission, what you're going to do to sell the house. What many of you are discovering, because many of you have never had to compete for your listings, not in the truest sense, because you have gotten your business from centers of influence and past clients. That market, the center of influence past client business is always going to exist. But what you're going to start discovering is your centers of influence and past clients that would have been a layup easy listings for you just maybe six months ago, maybe even only 90 days ago, are now going to be interviewing multiple agents. And they're going to be interviewing, and this is what Julie and I experienced when we sold real estate too. We were selling real estate in a luxury market in Columbus, Ohio, and we um, were there when the market started to change. It went from an easy seller's market, you know, sort of a take the order type thing, which by the way, we missed. We started selling in New Albany Country yeah. Club area right when it started to become a, uh, a, you know, essentially an equilibrium market and then a buyer's market, which was fine because Julie and I, we essentially sharpened our saw selling in a normal market. So moving our skill set from selling normal price houses to luxury price houses, the average sale price went from like 225 to close to a million, 850 or something. Um, it was the same skill, same skill set. That's the reason our coaching products work in every market and every price range and every market condition. But what we found was, is that the agents that we are competing with in, New, in that New Albany Country Club area, nice, well-meaning people, right? But the reality of it is, is they didn't know how to compete. They always basically were using their social connections, know each other from the country club yep. type thing in order to get listing appointments. Well, as soon as those sellers sensed the market was no longer going to basically be a seller's market and things were no longer going to sell themselves, that's when they started being very particular about who they listed their houses with. So they would then interview usually what they perceived to be the top agent, number one, in each of the three top brokerages. And so Julie and I started competing against these seasoned, established agents, and we'd beat them. And why would we beat them? Because they didn't have a listing presentation, because they didn't know how to pre-qualify, because they weren't sending pre-listing uh, packs, because they did not know how to compete. And so we were able to walk into that market, and we were so successful so quick, National Association of Realtors did a big article. You remember that one? I do, and I remember you know, one of our first really big listings, I think it was around a million, um, the seller said, yeah, I see all those country club agents out there on the golf course every day. I want somebody who's actually going to sell the house, not just golf all day. We, we had in this market, I, let's, awesome. not, let's not bag on those agents, but, <laughs> no, it but it was easy because in that market, some of the agents would basically take August off and they would go to Paris or whatever and, and they would be gone. And that was what they'd done every year, you know, because they came from some of them very wealthy families. 
And the sellers, many of the sellers, many owners there were just, they were scrappers like Julie and I, like many of you are. Nobody gave them anything. They basically created it all themselves. And so when Julie and I rolled into town and showed that, hell, we're not taking off to Europe for 90 days. We're here to work and get your house sold. Yep. You think that took much you know, effort for them to see the difference between what we're offering versus all of them? You guys can do the same thing. That's what a market like this, that's the types of yes. mar- opportunity. It's your opportunity. That's right. That's the reason that Julie and I always say it's the greatest fortunes in the history of humanity have always been made during the greatest times of change. So if you've been waiting to break into those big markets, there's your opportunity. You've got time. Another article. Yes, one more. Okay, well, let's see. I, I thought it was interesting. Saks Fifth Avenue is wrapped in razor wire to prevent looting. I'm a big fan of Saks. I think that's a good idea. That's starred in lots of great movies, a lot of Christmas movies. So, you know, it, it's obviously unfortunate that cities are going through all of this. But, you know, that's just a, an interesting sideline. That's not to uh, go down a rabbit hole of watching the news. Maybe that was an article I sent to you that you weren't supposed to share in our <laughs> podcast. Uh, that was a different one. But yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. In, in the category of uh, more weird for 2020. Okay, there you go. We can go right there. <laughs> okay. Beca- I think just because why not? Pandemic, economic crash, social unrest, and now, wait for it, four asteroids. <laughs> <laughs> this year has been, this is a uh, zero hedge article, I think. Well, this, before, before yeah. you read it, so starting at the beginning of the year, yep. we had normal year, markets were expected to be on fire. January and February were awesome. January and February <laughs> were awesome. Then we have the pandemic. Yep. And and then we have, you Followed know, by a year of April. A year of April, right? <laughs> then we're all in lockdown. And yep. then there's the return of the cicadas or what you're basically yep. locusts. Mm-hmm. And then we Don't have- Don't forget the aliens. Economic unrest. And then we have the Navy, U.S. Navy basically saying- uh, declassifying yeah, the fact that they've been seeing uh, what they identify as actual UFOs flying around above military bases. I mean, I'm missing. Don't wait. I, I mean, don't forget about the murder hornets. We got those. Too. Yeah, freaking murder hornets from Japan. Isn't that where they're I think from? They, I think they have a marketing problem being called murder hornets. Maybe <laughs> they need to work on their message. Uh, so now we have uh, no less than four asteroids. Uh, let's see. NASA's Center for Near Earth Object Studies has detected quote. Four near-Earth objects that will fly past the planet on Tuesday, reported the International Business Times. So there you have it. Uh, let's see. And they have them identified and all these well, things. So, but so on, but on, I think that they, let's see, they, they probably have already gone by, right? Yeah, I yeah. think we're Today's safe. Wednesday. Okay. So, we're so good. there you go. Dodged those four bullets, right? So one less thing to worry about. But, you know, this this does put in the category of weird phenomenon of 2020. Yes, and get we, we you know who knows what's yeah, going to happen yeah. next. I think we're literally checking all the weird yeah. dystopian future it's like type a decade in a year. <laughs> exactly. So whatever other craziness you can think of that you've read in some sort of George Orwell book, well, just get ready for it to happen, and then you can be good at predicting the future, as Julie and I have been, unfortunately. So listen, guys, do take it seriously. Do show some overt gratitude towards the people that have you know probably need it more than you think. Um, and then you'll be paid dividends. This is a great, simple thing to do just for no particular reason, no particular you know, benefit other than just you care about these folks and you want to make sure that they know that you do. That could make more of an impact on somebody's life right now than you could possibly imagine. Um, anyone and everyone is, you, know, you should be thinking about. The, the person who works at the restaurant, the person who cuts your grass, the person who... Um, helps you on your closings, maybe your broker or your office manager, maybe your coach. You guys get the idea. Hold nothing back. Be the person that brings appreciation and gratitude in a time like this. And that is really going to be, it'll make you feel fantastic. And by the way, here's an interesting thought for you. And I want you to 
pay attention to how you feel as I'm describing this to you. So let's say right now you're sitting in front of your computer or your phone, you're going to send a text, whatever, or you're going to call somebody and you're, you're writing down maybe a few key points. Maybe you, you know, have a pretty good idea of what you're going to say. Just think about this, put yourself in that state or actually maybe physically start doing it. Do you notice as your fingers are hitting the keyboard or your thumbs are hitting your, you know, to send a text or whatever, do you notice that your physical and your mental and your emotional state shifts instantaneously? Now, I don't know why that's true, but it is true. So when you put yourself in a position of showing overt gratitude, complete ego uh, you know, uh, assassination on your part, and you are then op- intention- intending to help somebody else, do you notice how much better that makes you feel? Isn't that amazing? It, that's the very catharsis that some of you guys need to be feeling yourselves. So what's my hidden agenda behind you asking you guys to show overt gratitude towards other people? Because I know when you do that, you're going to feel better yourself because that's the way the psychology works. Julie and I have never, frankly, wasted time trying to understand why certain things work the way they do. They just do, and I'm grateful that they do, and I'm always happy to share those experiences with you guys. I want you to seriously do this on an overt basis. Do this as, um, maybe start doing this as a regular thing. Um, And do it and notice how your actual psychology, the way you feel, the way you're, uh, then you're not so affected by these things that you can't have any control over, it all starts to melt away and then all of a sudden you feel yourself back in an alignment with the person that you really want to be. And then remember guys, stay in your own three foot world, right? Stay focused on your next step. Stay focused on your environment, stay focused on your finances and stay focused on how you feel, your physicality. I know some of you are over drinking. Some of the emails I'm getting lead me to believe that some of you guys are still day drinking. So you want to stop that. You want to start doing going on a, just a little, maybe a 15 or 20 minute walk every day. Start taking control of the things you can control and start absolutely being media free. Do not allow yourself to be so, it's not even that you're allowing yourself to be easily influenced. It's allow your, you're, you're allowing yourself to have, allow other people to have any influence on you. Right now is a time where you need to have the tallest of walls around you because things are obviously getting weirder. I mean, here we have asteroids and we have all these other crazy things that are happening. Most people are not mentally and emotionally equipped to deal with this much craziness at one time. National riots, social unrest, economic you know, calamity, blah, 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 blah. And then obviously on our podcast, we look for the things to share with you that you guys are going to hear about, like the housing market coming back and mortgages becoming easier to get. And we're going to continue to do that. We're going to beat the drum of recovery. Um, but remember, we are also predicting that the fourth quarter is the great unknown. Our looking glass does not go anything beyond maybe six months, maybe eight months. But the reality of it is, is that we do not believe that there is going to be a continuation of any kind of, you know, housing related good news into next year. We do think that when the mortgage forbearances run uh, run out and, and maybe people don't have jobs, they don't have jobs to pay the same amount of money, we do think you're going to then see a noticeable shift in the housing market. You're going to see houses coming on the market with sellers that are extremely motivated. Right now that's happening, but the problem is, or it's not a problem, it's actually, in my opinion, a blessing, is that the people that are in distress that otherwise would be losing their houses to foreclosure because they've taken advantage of the forbearances now can stay in their homes. So that's a good thing. But all you're really doing, unless something, some miraculous, which it's entirely possible, economic recovery happens between now and when the forbearances run out, and it's possible. Believe me, we're hoping for it. Um, But if it doesn't, 
then you're going to be looking at a lot of very motivated sellers putting their houses on the market, really probably you know late spring of next year when most of the forbearances run out. All right, most of the forbearances are 12 months. Now, um, if you have not done yet done this yet, make sure you're becoming a member of the free coaching program. When you uh, text the word survival to 31996, we're going to text you back a link to join the free coaching program. The free coaching program, when you log in, you're going to, so text it right now, survival to 31996. And then when you, you're going to get a text immediate back, and then you're going to click the link. You're going to go to the website. You're going to set up your username and password. There's a lot of people joining, so sometimes it's a little bit slow in emailing you your credentials, but it doesn't matter. Get in. And then once you're logged into the website, then I want you to go to the site that says, um, uh, what is it? Ultimate Agent Survival Guide. There, there's three parts to the Ultimate Agent Survival Guide. The first one is called Personal. If you've not yet taken care of all of your personal stuff with regards to money, uh, you decide whether or not you want to put your mortgages in forbearance. We think you should, but you should decide. You decide about the SBA PPP. You decide about the SBA EIDL loan. You decide about all the other things that we're going to tell you how to do for free in that coaching program. So do get on that immediately and do consider as to whether or not you actually want to move forward with those programs because here is what the smart move is. You have to hope for the best but you have to be prepared for the worst. Real estate agents, and frankly, people in general, spend too much time on the hoping part and not any time on the preparing part. We want you, we beg that you listen to us and that you be prepared. Because if the, if the markets uh, essentially do start to correct in a meaningful way going into next year, and you have essentially all your financial ducks in a row, you're going to have some breathing room that you wouldn't have otherwise had. So seriously consider being your own best Boy Scout and you know being prepared for the worst. All the while, we can all continue to, continue to hope for the best. There will be opportunities in any market. There will be opportunities for agents that are willing to essentially do what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it at the highest level. I know we say that every day because that is probably one of the best things that Julie and I ever coined. Doing what you don't, if you want ever increasing levels of success in your finances and your personal life and your health, and you know, you have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Like I've got to do, probably right after this podcast, a hundred push-ups using this perfect, you know, push-up torture device. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. And then later today, Julie and I are going to go on a six-mile walk, which we do every day. I don't mind that as much, truthfully. I'd rather do the walk than the push-ups, but I'm going to do it. And then Julie and I try to do, um, well, we don't try to do, we do every single day. We compete to see who can hold a plank longer. (laughs) Right now, we're both able to hold plank for about three minutes. So we are living the same life that, uh, you know, we want all of you guys to do so that we don't allow our bodies to prematurely age. And you guys need to think about all these things. And as regards to finances, you need to be thinking really in, in terms of preserving what you have. So make sure you jump on that coaching program. Just text the word survival to 31996. And also, we're going to show you what to be what you need to be learning now in preparation for the new market. Yes, we're going to teach you about distressed real estate, short sales, REOs, BPOs. Yes, we're going to teach you about you know literally picking up the phone and knowing what to say to folks and doing proactive lead generation. That we're going to show you 20 different sources you can um, attract to you to go after uh, seller leads. All of these types of things are what we're going to teach you how to do. Please do not delay. Just text the word survival to 31996. In the meantime, I know there are literally thousands of you that are listening, and there are literally thousands of you that are EXP curious. 
I want you to text the word EXP to 31996. Text the word EXP to 31996. And when you do, we're going to text you back a quick nine-minute video where you can watch and get basic the basic information about EXP Realty. It is probably, for most of you, the best financial thing you can be doing right now because EXP's value proposition to agents is exceptional. The best that we have ever seen in real estate in our 20-plus years uh, in either selling real estate or coaching agents. It is exceptional. So please do consider texting the word EXP to 31996. If you're ready to have a direct conversation with me about joining EXP, especially if you're a team or you're a broker, feel free to text me directly at 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.